Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. My friend, welcome back to the club. How are you today? It is week two of the Genesis prescription. And I want to start by telling you about this bougie concept called nature bathing, which in plain speak means get your butt outside and play. So it's kind of this trendy take on a practice known to, you know, every wise mother in the world, (laughs) which gained popularity after the Japanese coined the term Shinrin Yoku. This was in the 1980s. And that term translates into forest bathing, or absorbing the forest atmosphere. And it emerged after Japanese researchers found that spending time in nature lowers blood pressure, heart rate, and cortisol And that they had this great need for this kind of antidote to societal burnout. In effect, the Japanese were saying, get your butt outside and blow off some steam, albeit much more eloquently. Now, we mamas, we know when our kids are about to spontaneously combust, right? (laughs) We can see that coming a mile away. And we are like, get outside for the love of Pete. But sadly, we don't recognize the need in ourselves. You know, we sit inside all day, hunched over desks and screens, absorbing artificial light, breathing in the stale air of our homes and offices. We live with pent-up stress and short fuses. We take prescriptions for blood pressure, heart disease, and depression. And yet, we have this healing chamber right outside our door. Stepping away from the grind and into nature is both stress relieving and energy giving. You don't have to be in a forest to bathe in the health benefits. Your backyard, a park, a patio, a courtyard, a beach, a mountain, just about any outdoor space will do. Since the Japanese brought this concept to light, more studies have been done and found that the more direct contact our bodies have with nature, especially to the ground, like our bare feet directly making contact with dirt, grass, rocks, sand, even concrete, um, the better. And that's because there are therapeutic properties within the earth's surface that our bodies can utilize in a way that improves sleep, helps optimize cortisol rhythm, reduces pain and stress, helps activate the parasympathetic system, increases heart rate variability, speeds wound healing, reduces blood viscosity, and lowers inflammation. I know it sounds a little out there, like a little crunchy town, you know, like a little go hug a tree hippie, (laughs) but there are legit studies that show good results from what is called grounding or earthing, getting your body in direct contact with the elements of the earth. And as kooky as it may sound, 
and as skeptical as you might be, think about this. Does it really surprise us that our mighty maker would build natural healing compounds into creation that would serve to benefit our health? Doesn't surprise me. And that the fact is that science is always catching up to what the Bible already reveals. Now, science can help us put the pieces together and give our brains something more concrete to go by. But hey, let's give credit where credit is due, okay? We see in the beginning that God created land, terra firma, the place upon which we humans will live our lives and from which we were made. Genesis 2, 7 says, the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground. We are actually made from the earth. Is it any wonder that connecting with the side of our creation could be good for us? So this is what we're talking about today. This concept of grounding or earthing, you will see it referred to as both. And it's our Genesis prescription week two goal. It's funny because as I was studying, studying up on this and doing some research, um, I found several articles questioning whether or not this concept of earthing is Christian. And some people say no. The reason is a lot of the descriptions of earthing refer to the earth's energy or energy field. And that can be a red flag. As Christians, we have to be cautious and discerning because there are false teachings about energy fields. The whole, you know, new agey universe energy, you know, there's a fine line there because a lot of us as Christians slip into these concepts of, you know, quote unquote, the universe, you know, oh, the universe says this, the universe told me this, you know, and, and thinking that, well, God made the universe. So that's what I mean. But what ends up happening is that this concept of universal energy kind of takes on its own life. You know, it takes up a life of its own and ends up leaving God out of it. And for sure, Jesus out of it. You can't find Jesus in the universe energy anywhere. And it's a slippery slope. You know, have you ever said that? Like, the universe is telling me so-and-so. You know, that is in this new agey realm. And listen, I used to say that all the time. And even now, sometimes it slips out, but I try not to, I try to be cognizant and, and not, and speak that because even though it may not seem like a big deal, because in your mind, you're equating the universe with God, because God made the universe, it's watered down faith and language. You know, the universe didn't tell you the Holy spirit told you. And the enemy loves these little subtle shifts in our words, because then we're speaking less of the word into the world. You get what I'm saying? So that's kind of a tangent, <laughs> but we do have to be mindful. And I wanted to address this in case you come across something that says earthing is not Christian. To me, it's the most natural Christian thing in the world to connect with and sync our bodies in relation to creation. And as long as we are recognizing God as our true source, then, then I think we're good. Because you'll also hear the, ter the term source energy. And that's another watered down, faithless term that people use in place of the one true God. You know, a lot of people use these generic universal terms to be politically correct or so that they can appeal to broad audiences, you know, like a Wayne Dyer or somebody like that, um, you know, source energy or the universe could include any religion, any religion's God. 
but there is only one God who came to earth in the form of a human, died for our sins, was resurrected, and gave us the Holy Spirit until we go to heaven. Okay? Okay. Tangent over. (laughs) But we are talking about energy today. We are talking about the earth's energy, which is not something you can actually see, but that offers real palpable benefits. And I love this verse from Roman uh, Romans 1 to 20. It just comes into place so perfectly right here. It says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. So we don't necessarily see God but we see and feel his power and his presence always with us and always around us. We see him in what he has made. His invisible qualities become tangible by the existence of creation, by all that is around us. And we connect with his divine nature when we connect with nature, his creation. So even though we may not be able to see the healing qualities the earth offers that we're going to talk about today, they are present nonetheless. God's touch is embedded in these earthly elements. We experience his healing touch when we put ourselves in touch with his creation. So one of the main ways we benefit from grounding is by picking up electrical energy from the earth's surface, specifically electrons. Okay, try to reach back into your like seventh grade brain (laughs) when you learned about atoms and electrons and protons and all that stuff, because that's kind of what I had to do here. I mean, as usual, when I'm putting these things together, I get down all kinds of rabbit holes, like the rabbit holes that the rabbit hole that, you know, earthing is not Christian. Anyway, I had to kind of relearn some science here, but it was actually fun because this is putting it together in this way was so interesting to me. So as humans, we are electrical beings. We are bioelectric and our charge can get out of balance. Okay. When we don't have enough electrons to balance out the excessive positive charge in our body, we generate free radicals. Now I know it sounds like it would be good to have an excess of positive energy, but in this case, it's actually not too much positive without enough negative creates an imbalance and the production of these free radicals, which are unstable atoms that can cause cell damage and lead to chronic inflammation, cancer and disease. Okay, and an accumulation of free radicals creates oxidative stress, which is kind of like the rusting of our bodies on the inside. And so in addition to chronic illness, It can lead to accelerated aging, and nobody likes that. You've probably heard of the term um, antioxidant, normally used in the context of eating. You know, antioxidant foods help neutralize free radicals. Yes, we can get antioxidants through food, but we can also get antioxidant activity through the earth. The negative charge of the earth's surface can help neutralize free radicals in our body and bring the body back into better balance. So our bodies pick up these electrons when we're grounding. 
It's kind of like a transfer of power. There is an electric charge happening when you expose yourself to the Earth's electric field. Invisible, yet present. Unseen, yet powerful. It's like electricity. I mean, you don't necessarily see how it's working behind the walls of your house. You know, you don't exactly know how that works, but you know that it is. That power is transmitting and powering all of the devices in your house, right? And that's kind of the way that it is with us. You may not see the electricity happening between the earth and your body, but it's happening. One cool thing I learned in my rabbit hole (laughs) is that lightning is the result of opposite electrical charges within a cloud or between the cloud and the ground. Okay, so when an imbalance of energy like we're talking about builds up in the atmosphere, a bolt of lightning, which is a stream of electrons, is released to restore electrical balance. It helps transfer the negative charge back to the earth. That negative charge, in turn, transfers to our bodies to restore electrical balance. Isn't that so cool? I mean, again, like all this nerdy science stuff, I mean, you, uh, there's like nothing more of a sedative when I was (laughs) going through school. But in this, all of this context, it is just fascinating and so cool to me. And it's just uh, another reminder that our body is formed to work in relation to creation and another reason to marvel at the incredible, intricate design by our creator. Now, one way that we over accumulate positive ion energy, which again, positive is not good in this case, or the imbalance of positive is not good, is that we are bombarded by man-made electrical magnetic fields, EMFs, you might have heard of this, okay, Um, from Wi-Fi and wireless devices that emit too much of that positive ion energy that can lead to the free radicals and oxidative stress. So this makes our need for the Earth's natural electrons even more critical. If you think back from most of history, humans connected constantly with the Earth. You know, they walked barefoot, they slept on the ground, they sat around fires, they planted in the soil, they built structures with natural elements. Their hands, their feet, their bodies were regularly in contact with the foundation of creation. They unknowingly received daily therapeutic doses of earthly medicine that we in modern times are desperately missing. You know, we're already not getting enough of it because of our indoor lifestyles. And then you add on top of that all of the exposure to EMFs. And we really need to take advantage of this free and untapped source of wellness right outside of our doors. Think of how our biblical brothers and sisters lived. Think of how much they were outside walking everywhere. Considering that our feet are the most electrically conductive part of the body, people of biblical times would have naturally stayed plugged into the earth's field of electrical energy. Even if they were wearing some sort of shoe, the natural fibers would still facilitate some electrical uh, electric connectivity. And it's a very different case for us, you know, who rarely walk around barefoot, and who encase our feet in synthetic footwear that block the flow of restorative electrons. On top of that, we spend most of our time on floors, 
you know, like sealed tile and wood and carpet that act as an insulating barrier between us and the earth. So this modern day combo of synthetic footwear and insulated floors contribute to the internal electrical imbalance within our bodies. So what then? Does this mean we have to give up our favorite shoes and our fancy floors? Well, in the words of St. Paul, by no means. (laughs) If you're a Bible reader, you'll get that. Um, It's just simply a call to be aware of this disconnection, okay? This, This modern day disconnection that we have and the need to be intentional about restoring it. We're missing out on a load of health benefits by separating ourselves from the earth. And that's why we're talking about this today. Now, there are some hacky things that you can do, um, like wear earthing shoes. I have a pair of earth runner sandals that look like normal Teva-ish type of sandals, but that are made with conductive laces that allow for that flow of energy, just as if you were going barefoot. Even wearing leather-soled shoes in general can help maintain some conductive flow. There are also grounding devices such as mats, sheets, straps, bands, and patches that you can promote, um, you can use to promote earthing. You know, I mean, it's like technology begets more technology and convenience begets more convenience. We have to invent more things to protect us from the things we've invented. You know, you can also um, buy defense shields to put on your wireless devices to help mitigate some of that EMF radiation. And it's also good to, you know, shut off your Wi-Fi when you're not using it. But nothing beats getting back to our roots, back to our firm foundation of the dust of the earth. Genesis 3.19 says, for dust you are and to dust you will return. We haven't even talked about the fact that it also makes so much sense to ground, to be grounding when you consider how good it is for our microbiome. You know, we are made from the earth and the soil of the earth is teeming with bacteria and fungi and viruses and all kinds of stuff. And that means that we are too. In fact, we have more microbial cells in our bodies than human cells. And the collection of these microbial cells is called our microbiome. You know, we have microbes all over our bodies, our skin, our nose, our mouth, our reproductive organs, our colon which is where we house the most bacteria. And it's what I'm always talking about here when it comes to gut health and needing that good bacterial balance in the intestine. We have to think of it as keeping our inner soil healthy so that we can grow flowers and not weeds. (laughs) Good bacteria would be like the flowers and bad bacteria would be like the weeds. It's normal to have both in your garden, but you want to kill the weeds, you know, keep them at bay. Otherwise, they're going to smother out the growth of your flowers. And that's can, what can happen in our guts when we have bad bacteria taking over our inner garden, you know, an overgrowth of bad bacteria and kind of smothering out the good bacteria. And we need those good bacteria because they are constantly working on our behalf to process our food and extract nutrition, generate neurotransmitters, fortify our immune systems. If we don't have a good population of helpful bacteria in the gut, it leads to systemic inflammation, including digestive distress, distress, uh, metabolic dysfunction, skin conditions, anxiety and depression, fatigue, immune vulnerability, um, autoimmune conditions, brain fog, and general chronic disease. But we can promote healthy bacteria with real food and grounding. 
getting outside and into the dirt, the original source of our creation, helps populate our bodies with the bacteria we need. And when we feed those bacteria well with real food the way God made it, they thrive inside of us and do their jobs better. But we disrupt the growth of good bacteria when we eat too many processed foods, pesticides, and glyphosate, when we take antibiotics, when we overuse hand sanitizer, and when we never go outside. You know, those things starve, kill off, and limit our exposure to the bacteria that we need, you know, and allow the bad bacteria to overpopulate. So it's important that we get outside and back to the place from which we were created, the dust of the ground. Is there anything more holistic than connecting with the side of our creation? So that is our goal over the next week, my friends, to get our butts outside and get our bare feet or hands into the earth, the grass, rocks, sand, even the concrete is conductive. Gardening totally counts. So does swimming in the ocean or any natural body of water if you're doing that this summer. Ideally, you're spending at least 30 minutes a day doing this, but even five or 10 is going to be helpful. You know, sit outside with your feet in the grass and read a book. You know, how lovely does that sound? The longer you do it, the more anti-inflammatory effects you get. The better cortisol regulation, the more stress is relieved, the better sleep you promote. I know it seems too simple to be true, you know, that going outside and sitting with your bare feet in the grass is going to do anything. But I hope what today has done is give you new perspective on the way our mighty creator and healer provides, you know, how he would do that and how our bodies work in relation to his creation. And no matter what you want to call it, you know, nature bathing, Shinrin Yoku, ecotherapy, just do it. And yes, you will have to build it into your schedule this week. Okay, you'll have to be intentional about it. Write it in your calendar. Honor it like a doctor's appointment. Take it like a prescription because it is. It is your ancient biblical prescription. And it is our goal for this week. Before we go um, today, I want to share something with you that a friend wrote. A friend of, uh, a friend of ours wrote on Caring Bridge when he was updating us and, you know, friends and family on his wife's cancer journey. Um, And it's just so lovely and fitting to what we've been talking about today. So I want to share it with you. He wrote, these following few days are windy, bumpy terrain, but Alexandra remains spiritually, mentally, and physically equipped and engaged. The air is crisp. The locusts are singing. Whales are breaching and waves are pumping. God's seasonal healing energy is in motion. Following infusions, it's time for Alexandra's healing work. Having a moment at the hands of a gifted acupuncturist, a walk with a friend, or simply absorbing the views of the Atlantic with sand on her toes. These activities are typically followed by a nap to the sounds of the breeze rustling through the 300-year-old copper maples outside her windows. Nature's love is a vital partner in her healing cancer, in healing her cancer. Ugh, I just love the way he so beautifully describes nature as part of her therapy. And uh, it reminds me of this verse from Isaiah 55, 12, which says, For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. 
I just, I like this imagery of nature singing and clapping for us, wishing us well, uh, wishing us peace and wellness. There is just no better medicine than the restorative elements of God's creation. Let it sing joy into your soul. It is our most holistic form of healthcare. And I hope that you will join us and take part this week in being intentional about getting it. Thank you so much for listening, my friends. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week, and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.